That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and tonight you better start doing your job because we are in Boston for the New England Patriots. Ladies and gentlemen, get excited because we know the coach won't. It's time for TSS Fantasy. <laughs> Yeah! It worked for The Rock and it's gonna work for me. And you just got planted. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! We are back and we got a sophisticated drinker. We got a Jesus and a judge in the building. Let's get it started with the intros. Welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Hey, guys. How's it going? Wearing my uh, red, white, and blue today. Got the hoodie on, feeling very Belichickian down here at the Patriots facility. Um, I... I don't know about you guys. I'm a little scared. Uh, Bill's walking around with his hand like this, and every once in a while, everybody. Goes, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I've seen it personally happen to Bob once today. So, you know, trying to stay in line. He's calling out the evil empire. My goodness. The judge is in the building making his summer tour debut. Welcome into the studio, Jordan Thomas. Yeah, happy to be here. Glad, glad to uh, come in and uh, kind of sucks that I have to start with the Patriots, but you know, we all got to start somewhere and you know, I didn't get the memo. I'm doing this from home. If I know we were going to go up into outer space, hop on the Death Star, I'd have, I'd have been all about it, but <laughs> shit, I guess I missed that one. Justin is on a fire tonight with the backgrounds for the summer tour. got to say, all right, we talking about sophisticated well, we weren't, but we're talking about it now. Let's welcome into the studio, Andrew LaDuke, Mr. Mallet. Pinky's up, baby. Sophistication's here for the summer. Ready for the talk to Patriots. Let's go. I love it. I love it. Well, I appreciate you coming in, making your summer debut as well. We appreciate you coming in tonight. Um, again, real quick, just to make note, go to tssfantasy.com. Look at all of our rankings set up there. We got all the latest and greatest. Also, we got links to our Fantasy Sports Corporation and all the great shows that we have on there. So make sure you go check it out today. Also, Pay, go to our sponsors. Go to Underdog Fantasy. Best Ball Mania coming up. Got a lot of great things going on. Use the promo code TSS. We're going to double that deposit up to $100. Jazz Sportsbook as well. Lots of great promos in there. Use the promo code TSS. And also Pro-Am Belts. If you're looking for a great way to celebrate your champion, go to Pro-Am Belts. All right, real quick, before we take the boys out, we do have some quick news just to discuss. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. So uh, Dalvin Cook released today. It is a official news. Now, obviously, Madison goes up in your rankings, and we've talked 
different spots that we know, but we all know where he's going to America's team. So for, I just want to kick around real quick to your quick thoughts. What does it do for you for the value of Dalvin, depending on your dream situation where you want him to go? Justin, what say you? Um, it does really nothing for it, to be honest. Um, it kind of, for me, what it does is it drops off all the stocks that I have in Jeffrey Wilson Jr. right now. I'm looking at that and I'm like, oh man, come on. We were so close. We were so close. Um, but yeah, as far as Dalvin Cook's ADP, uh, so far the two teams he's linked to are Miami and Denver. Um, those are the teams that have shown a lot of interest in signing them. I think he'll probably go to Miami. That ruins all the A-chain hype. That ruins any of the stocks you have in Jeffrey Wilson Jr. And, yeah, you're, you're kind of just wishing for an injury at that point if you want Raheem Mostert on your team. So I would say Dalvin Cook in Miami looks like he'll probably be the same ADP that he is right now. Jordan, any other thoughts on that? I, I really think uh, uh, Jesus uh, Justin nailed it. I uh, don't think that uh, I'm really excited about my uh, a Shane uh, stock right now. But other than that, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much I, I don't think the needle moves on Dalvin. I do think it moves quite a bit on Alexander Madison. It's it's super funny. We had a whole big conversation about the Miami running backs just two nights ago. Boy, that went out the window. Andrew, how about you, sir? This just means that I get to let other people take Alexander Madison, which means another running back is going to fall for, for to me that I want more. So I'm happy about that. But look, he may go to Miami. That's what all the news says. I think he's best suited in Chicago, though. I think he wants to go to Chicago. Well, not that he wants to. I think he'd be a good fit in Chicago is what I mean to say. And if he goes to Chicago, RB1 this year. Yes. Uh, <laughs> definitively. He, he's got that weed wine going. His that THC good back, stuff. <laughs> first night, it's first, first night back. I had to razz him a bit. I mean, he is he is a little high if that's what he's thinking. All right, I'm going to send you boys out. We'll see you back on the Fantasy Focus. Let's hear from Dr. Millo. The doc is in. We are continuing our summer tour in the fine states of New England. Some great, well, territory, whatever you want to call it. Some great stuff going on. <laughs> Messed that up a little. Welcome into the studio, doc. Hey, it's great to be here. And nobody's here for our geography lessons. This is a medical <laughs> lesson right here. So, Mac Jones, we only have two years of data to draw on from Mac Jones, but he's only missed three games in his career. That was last season for a high ankle sprain, and he returned from that. So I'm not worried about this affecting this season. Over his career, he doesn't even have 100 rushing attempts. So he's going to take a whole lot fewer hits over the course of a season than a Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson. Accordingly, Mac Jones is going to be healthy 15% to the bench. Devontae Parker. So his targets, his receptions, and his fantasy points are all on a four-year decline. Plus, he hasn't played in more than 14 games since 2019. Plus, he's 30 years old. Devontae Parker, 95% of the bench. Might not miss a lot of time, but he's going to miss a little time. And Hunter Henry. So he hasn't missed a game since 2020. 
but you guys all have them listed between 17 and 25 on your ranking. So why bother, right? But if I must, Hunter Henry, we're going to say 25% of the bench. Not too shabby for the boys in New England, for sure. We'll check out tomorrow when we go and we're still in the same northeastern area heading to Buffalo tomorrow. So we'll keep it chilly. Appreciate you, uh, Dr. Merrill. We'll see you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Dr. Miller. Let's bring in our special guest for the New England Patriots. Our next stop on our summer tour is New England, where we eat lobster rolls and break down the 2023 New England Patriots. <laughs> bad, bad camera work there, guys. That was my bad. That was my time I was supposed to bring you in. I totally forgot all about it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we were Welcome getting lobster rolls. The studio. I'm going to bring LaDuke in, too, since he's our resident Patriots fan. Let's first welcome in our friend of the show. He's been here quite a few times. Bobby Thompson, welcome into the studio, my friend. What's going on? Nice to be back. Thanks for having me. We appreciate you being here. And we got some new friends in the studio tonight. They have the Patriots North podcast. First, let's introduce Tyler. Welcome into the studio, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, not every day someone reaches out wanting to talk Patriots these days. So it's a nice, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, right? a nice mix up. Nice. Dave, welcome in, my friend. Yeah, thanks for having us. I uh, I came for Commissioner Cooper, and I'm a little sad that we didn't bring in JT because I stayed for JT's mustache. But yeah. <laughs> well, he'll be he'll be popping back in later. I promise. Don't worry. <laughs> you won't you won't miss a thing. I got you. All right. Well, let's just talk about first last season, um, and we're gonna play a, a quick game right off the jump. Basically, what I'm gonna do is have you guys play a word association game. Three words or less, we're going to have you sum up last season. And, of course, I'll let you expand on it. Um, just so I'll let you think about that as I spell it out for you. Last year, you guys finished 8-9, and nine, third in the AFC East. Um, offensively is where you somewhat struggled. Points per game, you guys were 17th in the league. Um, yards per game, 26th. Passing yards per game, 20th. Rush yards per game, 24th. So that was obviously where this team struggled a bit defensively was pretty decent on that side of the ball points per game. You guys were 11th um, yards, ninth uh, passing yards per game, 18th and a very stiff run D seventh overall in the league. So let's go to our guests. We'll go Bobby. I'll start with you first, my friend, three words or less. How do you sum up last season? Go ahead and expand on it. Wasted year. In my opinion, it was an absolutely wasted year. Um, you know, I think, it all went downhill when Josh McDaniels went to uh, the Raiders. All went downhill. There was no plan to uh, succeed him. And this experiment, if you will, if they call, as they've been calling it, of Matt Patricia being a offensive play caller. I mean, if the, Bill Belichick was basically trying to be cute, you know, he called plays on defense. Oh, why can't he do it on offense? No, it doesn't work that way. And last year just didn't work out. Obviously, you see on offense, there were guys not even knowing where to line up. That's why there's so many uh, pre-snap penalties. It was very frustrating. Um, just not Patriots football. Watching every game last year, I'm just like, what is – this is not Patriots football. 
and it was extremely frustrating. Try to forget about it, to be quite honest with you. There was some good. I mean, there were some games like the def- – I-, I will say this. The defense played well. Um, love Matt Judon. I think he's been a game changer since he signed here. He's been somebody this defense has needed, and he's been everything for them. And, you know, in New England, they say the best uh, – Ability is availability, and he's been available, and look at what he's done. He uh, 12 and a half sacks his first year, 15 and a half last year. I just think he's going to get better. Um, but last year, the offense, you know, it, it's funny because Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time, right? He is. There's no debate about that. But the problem is, is that he stunted the growth of his young quarterback, and that's something thing that a rookie head coach would do or a rookie or owner would do would this not something Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick would ever do right well they did that they last year everybody gets a pass in my opinion how Mac played I get it. look look at what he was dealing with the fact that he did what he did last year 14 touchdowns 11 interceptions I mean that's uh prize in its own, I guess. It's just was a wasted year. It's I, I feel bad for Mac Jones. I really do. I really I I hold nothing against him. I love the guy. I think he is the future of this franchise. Um still needs to fix a few things, but you know with Bill O'Brien being hired, I think that's a huge get and it's already turning heads at OTAs and mini camp next week. So I'm I'm excited for this year. But last year I'm just using the to, uh the uh, Infinity Stone wipe, snapping it out of existence for me. Like it. Tyler, what say you, my friend? Three words or less and expand on it. Uh, I would say miscalculation. Um, so I, I kind of believe Bill O'Brien was a decision made uh, maybe a year sooner than people realize. I don't know if I don't know if anyone's allowed to say that officially in the league. Probably breaking some rules there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I do believe it was, uh, hey, we got three, you know, good good you know football coaches here we can make it work for one year and i think it was a miscalculation that went south uh i agree with a lot of what bobby said it was a wasted year it's not the step we're looking for with a with a year two quarterback that had i believe the eighth best rookie quarterback season of all time uh and then you 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 know what i'm looking forward to this year I, i i don't know our division's extremely difficult, but uh, I just want to see something that resembles offensive football, and I'll be happy. So that, that's where I'm at Agreed. with the Patriots. Agreed, 100%. Dave, how about you, my friend? Three words or less uh, last season. What do you think? Always next year. That's where <laughs> we're at now. We're at always next year. And and I was going to say what you expect because you know you bring in Matt Patricia, but Bobby took that. So I think we're at the point in the Patriots fandom, we're in the era of always next year, where you know after the Cam Newton saga, it was well we're bringing in a rookie, uh, he's going to excel, and we have all this cap space, and we're gonna we're gonna spend the cap, and we're gonna get to where we need to be. We're just. We were saving up for this. We had to clear the books. You know, remember Bill was talking about, well, we had all this dead money. We had all the, all of our money tied up. We were going to clear it out. We were going to spend. And then we we had a great rookie season for Mac. And then we followed that up with 
uh, what was last year. And now this year, I thought this offseason, we had heard a whole bunch about the fact that we had like $100 million in cap space. We get to the end of the season, that money's gone, and everyone's saying, well, actually, it's next year that we got to spend that money. And we bring in Juju and a, a real offensive coordinator, and apparently all of Patriots Nation is satiated. We're all saying, well, we have a real offensive coordinator now. Maybe we'll see something that resembles offensive football. And uh, also, oh. we have Juju Smith-Schuster. So we're at this point now. Uh, oh, and Mike Gesicki, we, you know, maybe we'll actually have a two tight end set. But uh, it's it's frustrating because you see teams like the Jets bring in Aaron Rodgers. You see uh, teams like Miami uh, bringing in Ramsey and and just another year continuing with this insanely quick offense. And if Tua stays healthy, people forget he was on an MVP track before he went down. Now, I don't know that he's going to stay healthy, but we'll see. The Bills are the Bills. You know, Tyler's argued that they might be primed for a step back. But regardless, they could take 10 steps back. And they still probably, the Patriots wouldn't be able to best them uh, in the standing. So for me, I just think we're, we've been, we're, we need to remember who we were and what our expectations were. And I'll, while it might be unreasonable right now, we need to not let ourselves get satiated by bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster and Bill O'Brien. All right. I like you, Andrew. How about you, my friend? Yeah, it's a perfect segue to me because you guys nailed the X's and O's and the business and that all really all the aspects of what's going on. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit the fan angle and I'm going to say simply unwatchable because, Ooh. because you nailed it. We, we, we've, We've lost, last year felt like our expectations were gone, and what, there was nothing that was watchable about that team that reminded me of being a Patriots fan. Uh, between all the the whining and the complaining and the on field stuff with Mac and and then all the the side stuff with it, it was just felt like a non Patriots team, and I, it was so frustrating to watch just the on field play and then even the the press conferences in the, in the locker room after. So it felt like just a non Patriots season. I, I want to see that get back on track. I feel like that's got to come before everything else, or the locker room's just not going to take any X's and O change that they, they throw at them. So if well, I, I, if I, I may, know. just real oh, quick. Yeah. Uh, so I watch – it's a thing I do. I watch with my father every game, every, 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 every game. Uh, we would have a bet every series, every first series of the Patriots <laughs> for that game. What's going to happen first, a max sack or a three and out? That's that's the Patriots' expectations right now. <laughs> well, listen, I know I know you guys don't like the '90s football, but I certainly do enjoy the non-Patriot football. I don't know about you guys, um, but <laughs> just messing with you guys. All right, so let's we we've talked about what was. Let's talk about what is. So you did add in. You just mentioned Mike Gesicki as tight end. You added James Robinson in the mix also, and you mentioned Juju Smith-Snooster also added to the mix. You did lose Damon Harris. Jacoby Myers is gone. Janu Smith, I mean, whatever. He wasn't really much. Um, just had some flashes here and there. You really made your bread and butter and got young in the draft. I mean, I'm just it's going to take me a minute to read all this. Round one, Christian Gonzalez. That was a big splash at corner from Oregon. Keon White, defensive end, Georgia Tech, round two. Mar uh, Marty Map Mapu, linebacker for uh, Sacramento State. Those were in, that was in round three. You had three round four picks. Jake Andrews from Troy, Chad Ryland, um, a kicker in Mar from Maryland, Sid uh, City Sal, guard from Michigan State. 
Um, Antonio Mafi Gar from UCLA, Kayshun Boat Boti, uh, receiver from LSU. Boti, I guess that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Bryce Berenger, um, punter. So you guys got your special teams through the draft this year, too. Michigan State, Demario Douglas from Liberty, receiver Amir Speed, cornerback. Michigan State, what a cool football name that is. Isaiah Bolden um, round in round seven, cornerback out of Jackson State. So you got a little younger um, also. So, you know, again, you did, Tyler mentioned it, or I, one of you mentioned it regarding the uh, division. It's tough. You're in a tough division, obviously, with Buffalo, um, with the Jets improving, with you know Miami being decent. So, uh, listen, the main thing I want to hear, though, is predictions, what you guys think. Dave, I'm going to start with you, my friend. Give me your prediction for this year's New England Patriots. Oh, God. Uh, I think I think we'll get a, a little better. Uh, I'm thinking at this point, God, where are we at now? Nine and eight, probably. Uh, somewhere in that range. Look, if this team doesn't take a step forward this year, then I think we're having serious conversations about the longevity of Bill Belichick in New England. Because you see a division that is quickly slipping away from us. And I can tell you that Robert Kraft knows he's not getting any younger and he doesn't have patience for this. So uh, as we continue to to see this, I, I'm we'll see. I'll tell you one thing. You mentioned uh, we got younger in the draft and we did go pretty heavy defense early. Um, I think that that's an admission that the defense last year may have been a bit of a mirage. We played a lot of a lot of quarterbacks that weren't great. And when we did, we smoked them. When we played quarterbacks that had any semblance of legitimacy, we lost. And I think Bill sees this upcoming schedule being so uh, uh, heavy in talent at the quarterback position that he knows that this defense has to be better to even reach what they reached last year statistically. So that's one thing. On offense, I, I think they're, they are going to take a step forward. And God, if they don't, people are going to run Bill O'Brien out with, with torches because they have to be better. Just it, it can't get any worse. So I think on that merit, I think they have to get better. Uh, but the division is so tough that even if they do get better, even if they, even if they give up a few games that we would normally expect them to win, maybe they edge into the wild card spot, but it's going to take a lot. All righty, Tyler, how about you, sir? So me and Dave have a little dynamic. I'm always a little more positive than him. Uh, so, but I agree. We agree for the most part. Uh, I, I, I put us at 10 and seven uh, last year for me is rock bottom. I think he's right. The defense was a bit of a mirage. We had a, you know, we did well against the lions, which is number three offense. I guess that's all you can really hang your hat on, which isn't, doesn't feel good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I do think the bodies we brought in in the draft, uh, Gonzalez, Keon White, Marty Mapu, let's see what he is. He's practicing safety and linebacker this offseason so far. Interested to see what they do with him. But I think that's that will true up our defense. And I think that was one of the worst offenses in the history of football. And we still finished 8-9. and nine, And our special teams was subpar as well. So really, that's an 8-9 and nine defense with no help. So if we are able to get something that resembles an offense this year, and I, I have every belief that Bill O'Brien will get us to that point, I could see us 10 and seven, 
but I don't think 10 and seven gets you very far in the AFC East. So I still have that third at best. So that's where I see this year. Maybe you, a lot of foundational players emerge that needs to happen. A lot of our, you know, uh, what's the word staples of our team, as far as locker room guys and leadership have gone and, and moved on or retired. So we're really needing someone to stand up on the defensive side with Devin McCourty being gone and let's see if Matt can and can take that next step. But yeah, not only in the AFC East, but the AFC in general. Take you guys out of this AFC, put you in the NFC. You're a playoff team, quite frankly, because you know Bill Belichick always coaches them up well. He's always going to play solid D, um, and you in a mistake-free unless he tends to play mistake-free offense. Andrew, how about you, sir? What's your prediction? Yeah, so I just quickly looked at the schedule again to confirm what I thought. I'm a little bit. Uh, I guess a little bit more down. I, I need to see some changes first. Uh, looking at the schedule, I honestly see them as an eight and nine again, or nine and eight at best team. But it feels like another eight and nine season. I, and then that's not to say that I think I think their offense will look better. I think the defense will come back to earth, like you were saying, Tyler. Um, my biggest gripe was Coopy brought it up about them getting younger in the draft. I liked the Christian Gonzalez pick. I hated what they did with the offensive line. It felt like we had a very specific and obvious need, and Bill did what he always does, and he drafted a bunch of linemen that are supposedly versatile and can play multiple positions. And I'm tired of seeing that fail. Uh, so it feels like the offensive line, which was a big issue for me as far as the offense went, uh, with Max comfort, you know, level of comfort in the in the pocket. That I don't feel like the offensive line necessarily got a ton better, and that's why I'm still feeling like this is at best a nine and eight team. Mm, indeed again tough to tough sledding in this afc being nine eight ten and seven mm -hmm. bobby how about you my friend what's your prediction well i agree i think the ceiling is ten and seven but nine and eight i think is realistic um like i love the draft i think the patriots had a fantastic draft loved their first three picks uh, getting christian trading out because that's one thing that we're all used to is bill belichick trading out and pissing us all off, especially me. Um, trading back three spots to basically screw the Jets so they don't get alignment that they wanted. I love it. Uh, he's just, I absolutely love it. And um, three picks later, the guy you wanted is still there. That's a steal. Christian Gonzalez, I think, is going to be fantastic. So I, I'm hoping, you know, his ceiling, not to go off topic and go on a rant about Gonzalez, I'm hoping he can have like a sauce Gardner type of uh, season. Hopefully we'll see, but sauce Gardner is a whole different animal. So, but love uh, Keon White was a projected first round pick in some mock drafts. We got him at 46. I like that. Um, Mapu, I really didn't know much about him, but his versatility, obviously. Belichick loves it, but for me, for the offense, you know, I think Juju is an upgrade over Jacoby Myers. I'm sorry, I'm going to be honest, I was never a Jacoby Myers guy. Never really was. He didn't move the needle for me. Um, I get it. He, Some people liked him. You know, he could throw the ball. We have some, we've seen that before. All these trick plays, I get it. But he just didn't, he never moved the needle for me. I think that's an upgrade. Uh, Jonu Smith was a complete failure. He just didn't fit our offense. It's all right. You were able to get out of it. You gain $18 million next year. That's fine. 
Um, and you get Mike Kosicki, who the guy's not going to block for you, I'll tell you that. But in the red zone where the Patriots' offense was putrid and non-existent last year, that's where he he feasts, and that's something we needed. So I, I loved it, loved the signing. To me, I still think this team needs a number one receiver, and there's one out there right now that's, uh, you know, taking a visit with um, Tennessee. I I personally still think if the Patriots don't put all their eggs in DeAndre Hopkins' basket, I think they're foolish. I think he could help change this offense, bring another dynamic, that number one threat that defenses have to prepare for, and then it all it just opens up things for Juju. It opens up things for Ramondre in the uh, passing game. It opens up things for Hunter Henry and Gesicki. It just it just makes too much sense not to happen. And they have the money to do it. So I just think it's you know makes too much sense not to happen. But with the defense, I agree. I like what we added. We needed a number one corner. You're going up against Aaron Rodgers for two times a year now. So this is going to be a problem. You're going up against Josh Allen. And we don't have a corner that can cover Stefan Diggs. Hopefully, Christian Gonzalez could do that. Um, our cornerbacks, I will say this, though. I do think that Tyreek Hill, Bill Belichick, plays him very well since 2017, where he torched us week one. Um, I Marcus feel Jones. I, my, yep, there you go. Love him. Yeah. Yeah, you can't Versus cover Isaiah McKenzie, so I don't know. <laughs> Marcus Jones, wait, wait, wait. Did Isaiah McKenzie? No, no, I wasn't saying him. And oh, okay. Because I was right. saying the defense, right, right. you know. Sorry, sorry. I, forget I, about that. It's Miles Bryant. We can't have an Miles. answer for McKenzie. Yeah, no, no. I never want to see Miles Bryant again. Yeah, right. Miles my, my, Bryant is horrible at coverage. I don't know why he's even out there sometimes. He can't hey, Bobby, man up. Hey, Bobby, do you think that Bill O'Brien, in an effort to bring DeAndre Hopkins to New England, would apologize for comparing him? to our uh, former tight end, Aaron Hernandez, before he uh, went ahead and traded him. Did he really do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. That was their big falling out. Why the hell would he do that? Uh, apparently, he had too many uh, kids with too many different women, and he compared him what? to, what compared is him to like? Aaron Hernandez and then shipped him what? out of town. Listen, I will say this. Bill O'Brien is a fantastic play caller. I think we could all agree on that. Because everywhere he's went, he's been successful. He's by far the worst general manager that's ever been in the history of football. That's that's trade that was a bad DeAndre. trade. That was a it bad was, trade. Oh my god, so There's bad. Gotta be worse. <laughs> he he should kiss the ground DeAndre Hopkins walks on to bring him into New England. Oh yeah, I do I'm have a serious question about DeAndre Hopkins though, guys. Just because I'm actually not 100 percent sure DeAndre Hopkins fits well into this Patriots offense as much I as agree. I would love to have him here. Because my, my biggest thing with him is that he's a go-up-and-get-it-at-the-highest-point-down-the-field kind of guy. He's not a burner. We saw what Mac looked like. That, and now, granted, we're giving some passes out. We, we saw like, at the beginning of the year, though, we saw what it looked like when he tried to throw it down the field to that type of play. And it wasn't just that the receivers weren't catching the ball. He was missing the spot. Now, like we said, maybe that was the offensive line. Maybe that was the play call itself. I guess we won't know until we see it again. But I'm not sure that Mac Jones is the guy to take advantage of the full potential of D-Hop that he has left. Well, well let me just say this, because we got to move on from this segment. We've, we've been a little long on this. But let me just say this. You, get Hopkins on any team. He's going to help you. I don't care what scheme it is. And get Mac at least a couple chances where he's got to bail out. He can just throw it up, and hopefully he just goes up and gets it. So I just think he'd be a benefit to any team. 
um, quite frankly. But unfortunately for you Patriots, Bill Belichick only likes those big superstars when they're on the cheapy, when they're on something's going on. So, yeah, they, but there's no Tom Brady to attract those guys anymore, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, so unfortunately, no D hop for you. Suck it up with your nine and eight. Just playing with you. All right. So, look, we got all serious. We talked about last year. We talked about this year. Let's let our coats back a little bit. We're going to play a game. We're going to play fantasy quiz show. I'm going to have Tyler and Dave against Andrew and Bobby. As everyone knows, fantasy quiz show, just like Family Feud. So you get three strikes to answer. If you do not uh, finish within the time, the other team gets a chance to steal, pretty much. All right, let's get it on. It's Patriots fantasy quiz show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the fantasy quiz show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. It's not going to be a long game tonight because we got Patriots experts in the building tonight. Let's start it off with Andrew and Tyler to start things off. Mano Imano, top five answers on the board. Here's the question. I'm looking all time, through all time history, top five QBs with the most TDs. Will we scream, just go? Scream, go, go. Yeah. Drew Bledsoe? Yeah, of course. Are we talking Are we talking just Patriots? Yes, just Patriots. So okay, Drew right. Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe's number two on the list. Uh, Tom Brady. With, uh, <laughs> oh, I thought I, I didn't think Bobby yeah, was well, going, but I I, I oh. was gonna say Tom Brady. <laughs> well, it's like Family Feud. That was fast money, I think, right? But <laughs> <laughs> Tyler goes Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady, numero uno. I did I say passing TDs? My bad. I meant I wrote even the question wrong. I meant passing yards, but either way, tomato, tomato. Tom Brady, number one, 74,571. And my bad, we are going passing yards. So we got number one and number two on the list. Tyler and Dave, you control. Dave, you're up. What you got? Steve Grogan. Steve Grogan. Number three on the list, 26,886. This is when it gets interesting, Tyler. Do you got number four? Oh man, this does get tough. Uh, I don't. <laughs> you got a guess? Uh, this is a terrible guess, but I'm gonna guess Jimmy Garoppolo. But I know that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. That was definitely not correct. Oh, I know, I know. I Dave, how about you? Do you got a guess? Oh, gosh. Um, I don't, and uh, he's near and dear to our hearts, so I'm just going to say Scott Zolak. Scott <laughs> Zolak? Let's yeah. Go. All, All right, we're back, we're back to Tyler. I hope he did some Googling while we were waiting here, because you no, got you hey, struggling again. Abe. I might be a Pats fan, but I'm not a cheater. Uh, (laughs) Let's see. Um, This I know this is wrong too, but I I gotta I gotta throw it out there. Doug Flutie. 
Doug Flutie, <laughs> the Flutie Flakes. Why? 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 Andrew and Bobby, you have a chance to steal. Do either of you know number four or number five? You guys can talk amongst yourselves to get a consensus answer if you like. So, Bobby, I'll give you this one because I I realized I forgot how Family Feud worked. I thought I just had to be the first one to answer earlier, and I just throw a true blessing. I forgot I I needed the top one. (laughs) It's all good. It's all good. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even know. I don't even know who to think of right now. I don't either. Um, Can I? I don't Can I make a guess because you guys don't know? Of course. <laughs> is it is it Chatham? Matt Chatham? Matt Chatham. Mm-hmm. You idiot. I deserve that. <laughs> <laughs> so the rest of the list, number four, Babe Perilli. He was yeah. 16,747 yards. And number five. Tony Eason. I'm surprised no one said that oh, one. 10,000. Yeah. Are you sure it's not See, I Garoppolo? It was <laughs> I, I knew it was an E name, and I wanted to say Eason, but I knew that was wrong, so I was thinking of Rich Eason. But. Let's, go to, let's go to round two. Bobby and Dave, you guys are up again. Just shout out the answer if you know it. The top one obviously gets control. I am going to go touchdowns, though, this round for sure this time. We're going to go all-time top five answers. Running backs, I'm looking for the top five rushing TD leaders of all time. Sam Cunningham. Mm. Sam Cunningham. That's number one, isn't it? Sam Bam Cunningham. Sam I am is is number two on this list with 43. Bobby, can you steal? Let's see. Touchdowns? Uh... Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, I don't, you know what? I'll go with uh, rushing TDs. I mean, I can't say James White. If you meant TDs by a running back, I would say, <laughs> say him. But uh, I'm going to go with. Uh, Where's the clock? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is the Garrett Blunt one of them? The Garrett Blunts. He had that year where he had, what, 18, 19 rushes? not number one, though. He is on the list, but he's number five. He's Mm. 30 with 34 TDs. I mean, Tyler and Dave, you have control. You have number two on the list, and you have number five. Uh, With no strikes, Tyler, you're up. Can we also talk amongst ourselves? (laughs) <laughs> not, not on this. Not, not, yeah, not on this one. Uh, Kevin Falk. Kevin Falk. Ooh. All right, Dave. What you got? Since you want to talk amongst yourselves, Corey Dillon. Corey Dillon. I like, that. I like Corey Dillon. Yeah, yeah. Corey Dillon, number three on this list with 37. So you got number two, number three, and number five. Um, let's see. We got LeGarrette Blunt, Corey Dillon, and uh, Dave, what was the first one you said? Sam Cunningham. Sam Cunningham. I know one, Bobby. I don't remember one. I Putting the pressure um, on. 
Uh oh. Uh, what about Antoine Smith? Antoine Ooh. Smith. <laughs> Dave, we're gonna terribly. save the day. Not of the Boston Celtics. <laughs> we got one strike remaining. I'm gonna say oh, James White. James White. Stop it. Get some help. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Andrew and Bobby, you guys again can talk amongst yourselves. You're missing the number one and number four on this list for all-time rushing TD leaders. All right, Bobby, so it's got to be Curtis Martin's on that list. It has to be, right? I think he has to be on that he list. He has to be. I'd say Curtis Martin. Curtis Martin. No way. All time, top five. All time. Here's your list. Jim Nance, number, he has 45. Sam Cunningham with 43. Corey Dillon, 37. Steve Grogan has 35. And LeGarrette Blunt with 34. All right, look it up. He's Googling. Look at he's searching right now. I am looking now. Oh, my God. You're right. Steve Grogan has 35. You're right. Well, Thank you've been you. wrong. You've been wrong before. So. I have been wrong before. That is that is fair. That was in past seasons. We're not going to talk about what was. We're going to talk about what is. All right, look what what's going on right now is Tyler and Dave are up two zero. We're going into the harder questions now. Andrew and Tyler, you're back up at it. Here we go. I'm looking for winning percentages all time. Give me the. The excuse me, top five answers on the board. I want the top five franchises you have the best winning percentage against. Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills. Wow. Yeah, this is surprising. This is going to be something weird. Teams that we played a decent amount, but not division teams. So I'm going to say the Chargers. San Diego Super Chargers. I so like that we, one. I feel like so we be, always beat them. So this could be one of those nights. Dave, we're gonna go to you because we'll just go back and forth with it with the teams. What you what do you got? Uh go with the Jets. J E T S. Telling you it's not a division team. We played them too much. Uh, <laughs> Bobby, yeah. how about you, sir? Oh winning percentage against. So I'm gonna go with the Huh. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Dolphins. <laughs> Might as well cross up the whole division. The Miami yeah. Dolphins? <laughs> what? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. All right now. All right, Andrew, what do you got? Oh wait, my bad. Tyler, no, back Tyler. to Tyler. Tyler. Uh, I'm gonna go Washington Commanders. The Commanders. Or the Red Foot. <laughs> It's a good thing they cut him off. (laughs) Andrew, the red whoop. I was going to say red football team. I'm going to say the Raiders. The Raiders. This is what the fuck? Wow. Eventually, somebody's got to get it. I feel like whoever gets this next one wins the round at this point. Dave, how about you? Okay. The Lions. The, <laughs> the Lions. The 
one, I can. <laughs> no lions either. Crazy enough, Bobby. Uh, I'm gonna go with Dallas. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Wow, I can't even believe it, Tyler. We have to get it. What? Like, <laughs> I know. I know. This, this is the worst. Overtime. So if somebody gets it on one side, I'll give the other team a chance to get higher, and then that'll be that. Makes uh, sense. But Tyler, uh, what do you got? Houston Texans. The Houston that's, that's Texans. A that's a good one. The Houston Texans are number three on this list. Wow. Nine and three, 750 winning percentage against them. Andrew, you need this to keep your team alive. Can you get number one or number two on this list? Oh, I'm between two teams. Um, <laughs> and they're both in front of him on his computer screen. They're not. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to share my screen? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say the Titans. The Tennessee Titans. Why? 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 Told you it wasn't in front wow. <laughs> Not Well, listen, if you don't know, now you know. Let me run it down for you. Jacksonville Jaguars are number one on your list, eight and one all time. Mm. You're actually tied um, with the Texans with the Ravens. You're nine and three with the against the Ravens. Oh, number four is the Bears, ten and four against the Bears, and then against the Bucks is number five, seven and three. Oh, a couple <laughs> NFC teams on there. Okay. I'll read off the rest since you guys got swept, but here's just the last point. So in case anybody's wondering, the all-time teams you have the worst winning percentage against are number one, the 49ers. You're five and nine against the 49ers. Chiefs. Tell Justin to take Niner let, let the is the backstage crew, apparently. So, <laughs> um, number two, Chiefs, 14 and 20. Cowboys are number three. You mentioned them earlier, six and eight against the Cowboys all time. Panthers are number four. You're three and four against the Panthers lifetime. Seahawks, eight and 10. Listen, guys, if you don't know, now you know, but I appreciate you guys playing. That was fun. Tyler and Dave, congratulations. You are tonight's winners. Yay! Good I still answer. feel good answer for, <laughs> for some of those answers. The guy. Holy hallelujah! We've done. And unfortunately for Andrew and Bobby, as traditions on this show, when we have a winner. We ultimately have a loser. Bring it on. So you're telling me there's a chance.
<laughs> I've missed that. Unfortunately, <laughs> yes, that's the, the good old song from the good old days. All right, well, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to do our fantasy focus. Fellas, Um, you guys are welcome to stay if you like. We're going to bring our crew in, but if you like to check out, this will be the time anyway. I'm going to give you to go ahead and plug where you guys are from and where everybody can follow. So Tyler and Dave, you guys can do a little combo however you like it. Tell everyone where they can follow, subscribe, get all your great content. Yeah, you can find us on Spotify. Uh, you can find us on YouTube at the Patriots North. Find us on Twitter. That's our social media page. Facebook, anywhere, really. Come check us out. Awesome, Tyler. What do you get? You got anything to add? Uh, he summed it up pretty good. By the <laughs> way, we're we're Patriots North because we're from New Hampshire, but that's still our team. So, all right, Let's I like talk, it, guys. All right, good, Bobby. How about you? Can you tell us where we can follow and subscribe to your great content? So you could. I'm basically all on Twitter at btomps81. So real quick, I'm from New Jersey, and I grew up a Patriots fan. I'm. I don't cheer for the Giants. I sure as hell don't ever cheer for the Jets. So uh, <laughs> I. Uh, it's all Patriots for me, my man. But btomps81 nice. on Twitter. Nice. Go follow, subscribe, get all their great content. These were some great guests tonight. I hope you can again. Stay or feel free to stay, stick around. If not, no biggie. We're going to hit that commercial. We get back, we'll bring the boys in and hit the fantasy focus. The judge and the Jesus are back, so it's time for the fantasy focus for the New England Patriots. <laughs> All right, this probably will be the quickest segment of the night because if you're drafting New England Patriots, you're in trouble. No, just having, just having some fun. Mac Jones, I have right now, we'll start with the QB position. I have him ranked 27th overall. I mean, he finished uh, runner-up for Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2021, but obviously looked like he regressed a little bit last year. That could be a lot of things, you know, Lot a lot of talent there. Trust me, I know Devonta Parker shows up when he wants to, and I know you guys are excited about Mike Gusecki, but just wait till he tries to one-hand everything and he really gets you aggravated. So I'll, I'll say for this for Mac Jones, I like him. I think he's a spunky kid, and, he, and he's got a good head on his shoulders. But as far as a fantasy guy, I'm not looking at him. Um, let's go, Justin. Hey, Zeus, how about you? What do you think? Oh, you're on mute, my friend. One, I'm one way, right behind you. I'm at QB 28 because, uh, yeah, you perfectly stated it. He's got no weapons. I mean, he can't jump it off to Ramondre all day long. I mean, he can for Ramondre's stock, but not his. Um, I wish Tyquan Thornton, they would use him in this offense and just kick Kendrick Bourne to the corner. Like he's done, just buy. Just let's let's get the guy out there that has a 4-2 speed and see what he can do. But uh, knowing Bill Belichick, Kendrick Bourne's going to re-sign for three more years. So, eh, fuck it. <laughs> JT, are you with me? 
Uh, with you hundred percent. I I'm probably avoiding Mac Jones for the the most part, um, except for in you know deeper and in, in two QB leagues. But really, I I just gotta say I'm just here so Dave can see my mustache. <laughs> it's so, so glorious. Thank you. Glorious. Uh, Andrew, how about you, Mister Mallard? Is it a sophisticated pick to pick up Mister Mac Jones? No, that's <laughs> just not. I, this is a very much we need to see. We've seen the good and we've seen the bad. We need to see what's true now. So you can't be confident until we see it. Yeah, true. All right. Well, Dave, what do you say, friend? Are you drafting him? I'm not. I mean, especially in, in most leagues, you really need a dual threat quarterback anyway. And Mac Jones is not. So I'm with JT. Unless you're in a real deep league and you got two quarterbacks, stay away. Tyler, are you going to be the lone man here? No, I don't draft. <laughs> I don't draft <laughs> Patriots offensive players to my fantasy team. Smart <laughs> <Sorry>, man. <laughs> you must win a lot then, apparently. All I, right, hey, I, I do okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the running back position where we do see some promise in fantasy. Right now, I got Ramondre Stevenson, my number 12th running back on the season. Um, you know, again, there was a low commitment to him, I thought, last year, but, you know, Damian Harris gone to me says okay it's time for Ramondre Stevenson to step up only thing really behind him is James Robinson who's just a you know I think he's just there to fill out that third down role so it's it's his role right now we know how Bill Belichick is is though of course could be right there in the doghouse anytime but if he stays healthy stays without the fumbles Ramondre Stevenson's going to be a big part of a lot of fantasy rosters this year James Robinson, I mentioned earlier, just a good handcuff, really, for Ramondre Stevenson. You know, I think later on, you know, in the season, you might see a game or two where you might get a little spurt from, like, a couple TDs or something from James Robinson. Uh, but, you know, nothing to write home about. But Ramondre Stevenson, I'm definitely targeting uh, on my fantasy rosters. JT, we'll start with you on this one. What do you say with the running backs for New England? So you already know, Ramondre Stevenson was my guy. That's my running back. I I have I want every share of him I can get in the top 10. I, I think he's a top 10 fantasy asset this year. The one knock on him was touchdowns. I think he'll uh, find the end zone a little bit more this season. Really like everything about this kid. As far as James Robinson, I have zero concerns. That guy got kicked to the curb by the Jaguars and then the Jets, and it's going to be no different with the Patriots. I don't even know if this guy's going to make the damn team. Give me all the Ramondre Stevenson. He's the one viable offensive weapon in this Patriots offense. Andrew, I see you shaking your head. You agree? Yeah, look, this is actually the one time that I am fantasy confident in a Patriots running back. And the main reason is because usually the, the top guy has a younger guy behind him who is the way Bill will do it is halfway through the season. He lets the young guy take over. And then the next year, the younger guy's his year and then he kicks him to the curb like it's just a rotation with bill this is the first time that reminder stevenson is seems like he's going to be the guy and like you said james robinson is a role player seems in this offense so it feels like this is going to be stevenson's backfield and that's we haven't seen that so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that in new england I will just say, you know your boy, though, and you go ahead, Ramondre Stevenson makes a couple mistakes. Don't be surprised you're going to see a little James Robinson all of a sudden starting for the New England Patriots. You know how Bill Belichick is. Justin, what do you say, sir? 
James Robinson is not doing anything for the New England Patriots. He is holding, he is giving the balls to the kicker so that he can go out there and kick the football. That's all he is doing. I would have more faith at this point in Kevin Harris and James Robinson, but I love Ramondre Stevenson. He is my number eight this year. Uh, I mean, you just can't beat the numbers that he had last year. That was Najee Harris. If Najee Harris had a little more steam in his engine. Like, this is a guy who actually made people miss, who was a fucking nightmare to tackle. Like, you look at some of this, this guy's stuff from Oklahoma, he was a freaking nightmare to tackle, and now he's slimmed down. Like, this dude looked like a freaking tank when he was in Oklahoma. Now he looks like a normal running back. I, I'm all day long, when you have six touchdowns and you can still finish as like an RB1 with 1,400 yards, all purpose yards, and then to top it off, you had 69 receptions. Guy's gonna be gold in PPR. I like you. I like you, Tyler. You just said you don't draft those Patriots. How about here? You're making an yeah, exception. Yeah, no, no, because he's never gonna have a season like he had last year. That's the most. <laughs> that's the most workload he's gonna have as a as a professional. Uh, I love him. I think he's our best player on offense. But I don't know what our identity is yet because we drafted all power front linemen, but we have two tight ends that can't block. So there goes your heavy sets. So I'm I'm a little confused of what our run game is going to look at now. We also had two, and this is a, a trend of Belichick's, we had two rookie uh, running backs last year, Pierre Strong and Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris is going to be taking those goal line reps, and uh, uh, Pierre Strong is going to be taking those receptions. So I would avoid Ramondre, not to say he's not going to be productive. I just, he's going to be picked higher than his value. Dave, you agree? I'm totally on board with what everything that Tyler just said. I would be cautious and and everybody can make the James Robinson jokes. That's not the guy you guys should be looking at and being concerned about. It is Kevin Harris on the goal line. Uh, it is Pierre strong, potentially taking some of those, uh, those catches out of the backfield away from Ramondre. And I'm a hundred percent confident in what Tyler just said. The fact that he's not going to have another season like he had last year, especially when you consider the more dynamic pass catchers that were brought in to replace some of the uh, slower and rack resistant wide receiver threats that we had last year. So I just, I would be concerned in drafting someone like that, that high. All righty. Wow. I wasn't expecting that. I thought that was the one guy you were going to be behind. All righty. Let's bring it down to earth a little bit. All right, let's go to the receiver position. Okay, so we talked about Juju being an upgrade, but I'm I got him 54th. Like I just I don't I just don't see it. I just really don't. He, I just felt he was just okay in a Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes. He was just eh, all right. Um, Devontae Parker, you know, obviously you guys know I have a long history of Devontae Parker. He shows up when he wants to. Um, you know, actually just makes catches when he feels like it, it seems like. Um, I, you know, I do agree with Justin when he said earlier with Tyquan Thornton. Um, you know, he showed some flashes last year. I do like that. And don't forget about Trent Turfield last year. He showed up for Miami in a few big games um, when they needed that third receiver to show up. And Turfield was that guy. Um, so don't forget that name also in this Bills offense. Andrew, I'm going to go to you first on the receivers. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so I'm not high on any of the receivers in fantasy-wise until we see, some, like I said earlier, something better in the offensive line. I think until the offensive line gets incredibly better, uh, I think this is still a dump it off to the running backs or tight ends kind of offense, especially bringing in 
Um, I know you're not high on Gusecki, but still, I think that's a better receiving option than Johnu Smith was, where they can actually run two tight end sets. So I don't see the receivers capping off their ceilings in this offense. He will, and Gusecki probably, you know, for sure has got something to prove this year. So I'm sure he'll he's going to play well for you guys. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, but he, like I said, for the Dolphins, many a times seeing this guy with these one handed, I'm like, just catch the ball, bro. No one cares. Anyway, y'all hated, a, y'all hated Welker too. too. Justin, what do you say, sir? Uh, Yeah, not really fond of any of these guys. Highest one I got is Juju at 45. Uh, He just doesn't get touchdown catches. So it's kind of hard to, like, really go out there and try and get him at anything other than a wide receiver five value. And then Thornton's like my dart throw this year because I like what's coming out of camp. And I like the fact that he is – getting he's making progress you can't teach the type of speed that he has and if they can actually start to utilize it then holy shit maybe they can actually start to do something as far as an attacking offense but you know who else is there was that did you really drop trent shurfield like is that is that the name drop that you put down there all right, watch. Oh, man. Real I, I remember back. Trent He was brought in to be uh, Trey Lance's go-to guy, and then he went to Miami, and then he was supposed to be the fill-in for whenever Jalen Waddle. Just like the rest of the 49ers. <laughs> he played very well in time, sir. Anyway, yeah, sure. Jake, let's a move on. clock is right two times a day. Let's move on from the hater. JT, what do you say, sir? I don't know if you're really moving on from the hater because I <laughs> feel I'm an equal hater. But, you know, it's only fitting that we have Patriots North on this show because the Patriots are kind of turning into Miami North, are they not? I mean, literally, this is all of the cast off and rejects from the Miami Dolphins offense. And I'm supposed to want them now that I've got Mac Jones throwing them the ball. I want no part of any of these guys. I won't touch them on a team I have. Yeah, this is Bill just the love triangle of San Fran, Miami, and New England. That's what yeah, it is. Bill loves kind of taking weird. our receivers for some reason. I don't know what up, what's up with that. Dave, what do you say, sir? I won't accept uh, JT's slander here because <laughs> here, here's the thing, right? Name a year when we didn't take other teams' cast-offs and bring them onto yeah, our team. That's a fair True point. Story. That It's always been. The only thing that's changed, slight change, is the quarterback position, but, it, yeah. you know, we move on. Um, but, yeah, I, I – I just think there are too many – I don't want to say too many weapons. There are too many wide receiver twos and threes on this team, and you don't know, A, you don't know which one is going to be a focus of the offense, and, B, you don't know which week they're going to be the focus of the offense. That's been true every year in New England. It's like, oh, I can't wait to throw in this guy who's been having a great season, and then suddenly he'll go missing and somebody else will be the guy. But it's even more true in a receiver in – a, on a team – where there isn't that true number one guy that you can say he's gonna he's gonna be the guy for me in on any week. That's just not gonna happen. So I would and any year tell you stay away from receivers for the Patriots. This year it's especially true because who's gonna be the number one guy? I don't know. All right. Booty. Tyler, you don't draft anybody, so I don't even know what why I'm gonna ask you, but uh what do you say? <laughs> uh I would say I would say the only one I would draft is Tyquan Thornton in later yeah. rounds. Uh, if you believe in Max' superpower, his anticipation and his decision making, he's not built to really feed one receiver. 
and that's why I think we're building the roster that way. Uh, so I, I don't put a lot of uh, value in fantasy for Patriots receivers. Trent Sherfield, you heard it here first on CSS yeah. <laughs> Fantasy. All right, listen, we're gonna we're gonna combine the last two since we're so we won't be here all night. Let's just talk about tight ends and the defense together. Mike Isecki obviously coming over, still got Hunter Henry as well. Um, so it's hard to really place these two. You're talking about the two tight end set that can't block. So I don't know how exactly this all is gonna work, quite frankly. Um it's it'll be interesting to see right now i have gaseki around 21st um i hunter henry is around 18th or so i'm just not sure what's going to happen with these tight ends one of them i feel like and i hate to even say that if one of them gets hurt it could be pretty exciting for the other one um nonetheless because you do know they like to utilize the tight end patriots d i mean you know again you guys talked about it being, um, you know, somewhat of a mirage, I guess. It, I forgot the word you used, but something like that from last year. Um, I kind of do agree with you. I have them ranked 11, and it's because of also the schedule, too. There's not a lot of matchups, not a ton of matchups that I like the Patriots in um, defensively that I'm like, mm, I'm going to put them as my starter. So I have them right now 11th, um, you know, maybe a defense that you can get. Uh, maybe your second D, I think, would be more appropriate for them. Um, Justin, we'll go to you first on this. What do you say? I love them as a streaming defense because Bill always has like a, he always has something cooked up for everybody, right? <laughs> but they play a ton of talented offenses, so you kind of get the feeling like you're gonna have to pick it, right? You're gonna have to be like, oh, okay, it's probably gonna be consistent. They'll probably get burned a couple games, and you don't want to, you know, be holding that one, holding that bag of shit. Um, but anyways, as far as their tight ends go, I just want to fucking blow my brains out before I pick one. So we can pass it on <laughs> to the next person. I got uh, Gasecki at 17. I got Hunter Henry at 25 and I'm picking neither one of them. It, yeah, exactly. Like I said, unfortunately, unless an injury happens, I'm not kind of having to stay away until we see what this offense is like. JT, what do you say? I, I ain't going to lie for several years now. I just, I can't get rid of the stink of Hunter Henry on my fantasy rosters. Every year I find myself <laughs> in a pickle where I'm like, Oh, all right, let's go get Hunter Henry off this waiver. Heat. I'm going to do it again this year. I can't quit him. I can't quit the guy. <laughs> he will be on my roster at some point this season. Uh, Mike Gusecki, I probably won't have him and I don't usually play with defenses, but if I do sure, I'm, I, I'm sure I'll stream the Patriots at least once or twice. Yeah, Hunter Henry's that, you know, girl that, you know, she's not quite nice in the face, but she's got some boobies on her, and it's Can't late, it and you're drunk, and you need something. <laughs> so that's that's Hunter Henry right there. And yeah! <laughs> <laughs> you, she, she's old hey, reliable so, on the phone. <laughs> yeah, some people, some people thrive you know, on them. Yeah, you know you're going to get it. KT. Uh, like, hey. KT thrives on them. <laughs> With a mustache Look, like he, that, you know he does. The handlebars. You <laughs> the got favorite saver. <laughs> Andrew, what, what do you say, my friend? Yeah, so, Coop, I think you nailed it. If an injury happens or if another John Smith situation happens where one of these guys just falls off a cliff, um, given the tight end landscape, I think either one of them has the potential to be a top 15 tight end, uh, which is very serviceable in today's fantasy world. Uh, but if they're both catching targets consistently, then, yeah, I think they, they cap each other's ceiling significantly at each other's floor. So 
Uh, it's a nightmare scenario. And as far as the defense goes, yeah, looking at the schedule, I, I think they're giving up 20-plus points in the majority of games this year, no matter how good their defense is. I think the schedule is just tough. Um, and I do think their defense got younger and good good enough for the future, but I think this year is going to be a learning year for a lot of it. So I'm not going to put a lot of stake into really playing, unless for some reason they they do show that they can still get turnovers and touchdowns. And then to that point, like Justin said, that's a streaming situation for me only. Yeah, we, we do play the NFC East. So, you know, you do got a game with the commanders that, you know, you Fair. definitely want to stream the Patriots that week, whatever week that is. Dave, what do you say, sir? All right, so tight end position, I, I do think that they're going to, you, for both of them, I gonna, I think you're going to see a lot of touchdowns. Uh, they are the red zone threats, in my opinion, both of them, uh, especially the inevitable Hunter Henry going missing. Uh, I think I think he has some opportunity there. In terms of the defense, I would say, yes, definitely go with the defense as long as small caveat, it's not weeks one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, 13, 14, 15, 16, or seven. Mash of it, week nine. Wait, wait, did he just mic drop himself? What was that? <laughs> just mic drop. That's the first mic drop. It's a hell of an exit. You know what? Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, Tyler, you forgot to bring that on the show. What's going on? All right. Yeah, no, well, there was no good answers. I, we, were guessing, <laughs> we were guessing bullshit. What, what do you say about the tight ends and defense? Uh, so the tight ends, I'm not sure what Jacecki's role going to be, uh, mostly because who's he competing with? He's a slot sitter. He's not an inline tight end, so he's going to be competing with Juju and Taekwon for that vertical thro- uh, vertical slot threat. So I don't know what he's going to look like. If we go four bigs, we have Parker and Thornton on the outsides with Hunter Henry in line and and Jasicki in the slot, and that could be dangerous, but I don't know if that's going to produce the way we're hoping. Uh, I think a lot of people are expecting Mike Jakelsey, and that's just not going to happen. <laughs> and uh, so I, as far as our defense goes, we're definitely going to be going against some you know pretty potent offenses that are going to, put points up against us so like everyone else has said here streamer only nice dave man like we thought you mic dropped out of here we were all excited yeah. we give you a hand it would have been a lot a little golf clap and everything yeah we were kind of yeah. cool with it dave no no offense but that was, that was nice. we were like that was the first mic drop we've had ever ever to leave the show it was pretty cool it looked great i should have left i should have left the, the optics were great. I, I I know. I was like, I want to leave him out, but I didn't want you to feel bad. I was like, oh, I'll bring him back in. Why not? Listen, um, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming in tonight. We love making new friends. So if you are out there, a Patriots fan, go follow pa- the Patriots North podcast. Lots of fun with Tyler and Dave. Really enjoyed uh, having you guys on. Hope to have you guys on later in the season as well. We Hell got... Yeah. We got a uh, fun show tomorrow night. We got the Buffalo Bills. Our old friend Rico's coming in and a couple other um, Bills guys are coming in to talk some smack about the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my goodness. This has been an awful week other than the first week with America's team. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you coming in. We appreciate my boys coming in as well. It was a good night tonight. Good luck to your Patriots. Well, at least for you anyway. And we are out.